Hello everybody and welcome back to today's episode. I hope you're having a great day wherever you are. I hope that you woke up and that you did your meditation and that you said your daily affirmations and your prayers and you know that everything behind the scenes is working out for you and that divine timing is being orchestrated perfectly as it should. Today's episode is actually a very personal one to me because it's something that I had to learn the hard way and I'm hoping that by being vulnerable and sharing my experiences and sharing my story that it will also become normalized for you as well. Today's episode is going to be about changing your story and what do I mean by that? We're going to be talking about changing the things that you tell yourself in order to get to the life that you want. And with that, I'm going to give a backstory on how I learned this the hard way and how I quite literally had my life change overnight by implementing these tools. We're going to go back to October of 2021. If you guys don't know, I was hospitalized for COVID for nine days, and it was one of the scariest experiences of my whole entire life. But within being in that hospital, I truly found God And I truly had the biggest spiritual awakening of my whole entire life. And within this, I truly turned my trial into my testimony. And I'm hoping that within telling my story that it will encourage you to change yours. Back in October of 2021, I was not in a very fruitful part of my life. I was giving to everybody, burning myself out, not putting myself first, putting my goals on the back burner. And... Most importantly, I was giving in a relationship that I should not have been in. I was in a relationship in October and I loved this person dearly more than I probably loved anybody in my whole entire life. And within this relationship, I was very distracted. I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. I was giving my all. I was giving 100%. And instead of putting that time and energy into my goals and putting that into my channel or into my platform, I was putting it into another human being. I was trying to help them. I was trying to make them see all that they could be. I was trying to show them their potential, but I wasn't even aware of mine. In October, I was hospitalized with COVID and as scary as it was, it is definitely the best thing that's ever happened to me. I was running quite literally on E. I was doing everything for everybody else. I was so burnt out. I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't doing anything that was pouring into me. I wasn't talking to God. I wasn't doing my meditation. I wasn't going to the gym. I wasn't eating healthy. Wasn't like literally just not doing anything that I was supposed to be doing. And instead of looking at what was going on, I was constantly distracting myself by relationships, by other people, by putting my validation how other people felt about me. The work I was putting out wasn't doing well. And I truly was in probably one of the worst spots of my life. But instead of sitting there and acknowledging it, I was distracting myself. And the funny thing about life is that if you are not listening and you're not sitting there and you are not taking accountability of the signs that you are getting, the universe and God will have no choice but to do it for you. And that, in my heart of hearts, I truly believe is why I ended up in the hospital. Because I was so busy distracting myself and not wanting to face myself that I had no choice but to be stuck somewhere where I had no access to the outside world, no access to anything that included my day-to-day life, 
so I could sit there and finally listen and see what it was that I was supposed to be seeing. So when I got hospitalized with COVID, I was in very bad condition. I could barely breathe. I couldn't even get up and go to the bathroom without having a panic attack because what would happen is I would cough and I would cough, but I wouldn't cough like a normal person. I would cough to the point where I could not breathe. Like if you're coughing, you're not able to breathe. Um, People always say like, oh, but if you could talk, you could breathe. I couldn't even talk, girl. Like I literally, I wasn't eating anything. I couldn't even walk up and go to the bathroom. Going to the bathroom, like my mom, literally, I never call my mom for anything, okay? Like I am an independent bitch. Like I don't call anybody to help me with anything. And my mother literally had to come over and walk me to the fucking bathroom. That's how bad it was. And going to the bathroom was like a 30-minute process to get up and to walk over there and to try to not have a freaking... Like, I, I, I want to attribute it to an asthma attack. Even though I didn't have asthma, I still don't have asthma. That's the best way I can describe it. Like, I literally would cough to the point where I couldn't breathe. So finally, we realized this was not normal, and we went over to the hospital. My oxygen levels were so low, and I had to be admitted right away. Now, at first, they probably, you know, thought, like, oh, put her on oxygen for a few days, keep her here, and she'll be able to go home. But my condition got worse and worse, and it got to the point where I had to actually move levels. Um, I think I was like a level three or level four of COVID. It wasn't to the point where I needed like an incubator down my throat, but I needed um, like oxygen at all times. I had to be put on anxiety medication because every time that I would cough, I would go into a panic attack. I wasn't eating anything. I could not eat without coughing. I was so weak that I could not get out of my bed. I did not leave my hospital bed for seven days. I lost so much muscle mass, you guys, to the point where when I got up for the first time to use the bathroom, I looked at myself and I just looked so sick. I lost so much weight. All my muscle mass was gone. I had like no muscle in my legs, nothing. And my body is like 80% muscle, like I'm a very muscular person. So to see that was terrifying. I couldn't even get up and go to the bathroom. I had to have a catheter put in me and it was really scary. It was a really scary time of my life and I at times questioned if I was going to make it or not. And the thing with having COVID is you can't have visitors. You cannot have anybody in the room with you. You can't have anybody visit you. So I was alone. I was all alone with nothing around me. I was by myself and I had no choice but to sit there and finally face my life. And while I was going through all of this, the person that I was with at the time that I loved so much and that all I wanted was for them to support me and tell me everything was going to be okay, they broke up with me. They left me at the time when I needed them the absolute most. So picture at where I'm at, right? I am in the hospital, critical condition, and then the person that I am just like so in love with breaks up with me. And I have no access to my child. I can't see her. You know, she's with my parents. Um, I just, I, I felt helpless, you guys. I felt like, what is life right now? And in that moment, it would have been so easy for me to lose faith in everything. To lose my faith in God. To, to lose my faith in the universe. To just lose my faith in general. It would have been so simple to just sit there and give up. And I'm not going to lie. At one point, I was pretty close. But then something came over me and I realized, what if this is happening to me to teach me something? What if everything in my life is falling apart because I have no choice but to realize that this should not be my life anymore? What if 
it's true that if you change your thoughts, that you change your life. What can I change about this to make it better right now? Yes, I'm in a hospital bed. Yes, I can't get up. I can't walk. I can't move. I can't do much of anything. But if I change my thoughts alone, maybe I can change the outcome of this experience. I often like to read Dr. Joe Dispenza's book called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. But there's another book that I really love, and it's called You Are the Placebo. If you don't know what a placebo effect is, basically picture you have some like terminal illness, right? Like say you have cancer and say somebody comes up to you and says, hey, if you take this pill for seven days, you'll be cured of cancer. Say the pill is just like a water pill or a sugar pill or something. And the patient ends up taking that pill for seven days and then their blood results come back and they no longer have this illness. The patient didn't take anything to actually make them better, but by thought alone and believing and attributing their wellness to this pill, they were able to beat their disease. I'm not saying this is possible. I'm not saying that this is 100% true. I'm just giving you guys an example. The placebo is you. Your thoughts, your actions, what you do every day, you are the placebo. If you're waking up every day and you're miserable and you don't like the life around you, It's because of the thoughts that you have to a life that are chained to your reality that you are no longer in. What I mean by that is sometimes in life, we need to make changes. We need to change friend groups, change jobs, change how we feel about things, heal from our childhood trauma so we can be better people. But a lot of times we become comfortable, sorry, a lot of times we become comfortable and we seek comfort within our own pain and within our own misery and within the life that is no longer serving us anymore. I believe that God places us in certain situations. That way we can learn and grow and become better people. And sometimes where he places us, we, need, we do need to become fruitful and serve out our purpose. But other times our purpose has come and gone. And just like a trial, sometimes our trials with people, places, and things have come and gone. And we need to realize that we need to move on. You are the placebo basically says that you are the front wheel of your whole entire life. And that if you change your thoughts and if you mentally rehearse the life that you want, that it will come to you. Within this story, I remembered tons of stories about patients who were in critical condition that literally changed their lives by thought and mental rehearsal alone. I sat there and I realized that I was not serving out my purpose in life. Instead, I was giving my power away so freely I was superwoman to everybody else, but at the end of the night, I was fucking miserable. I wasn't happy. I wasn't joyful. I didn't get up every day and loved life. I was literally in the worst state of my life and nobody knew. I was so depressed. I was down and I was lonely and I just didn't know how to get out. And the only way that I knew how to get out was quite literally by distracting myself. I wasn't listening to the downloads that I was getting from the universe or God. Instead, I was just thinking that I knew better and I knew how to control my life and that one day things were magically just going to get better. 
Within that hospital, when I had no access to the outside world, just me and my thoughts alone in my room, in my bed, I realized that I was the placebo and that I was to blame for the reason why my life was the way it is right now. Sure, you're not to blame for things that have happened to you in your past. I'm not saying that if you grew up in a horrible childhood home that you're to blame for that. You're not. And you should be upset about the way that people have treated you. You should be upset about the cards that life has dealt you. But one thing I've learned over the past few years is that when you are an adult, you are 100% responsible for the way that you respond to those triggers. You're 100% responsible for how you respond to your life. You're not to blame for what has happened to you, but you are 100% responsible for what you do with it going forward so you don't bleed on people who didn't cut you. So you don't give your children a childhood that they have to heal from. You are 100% responsible for what you're doing right now. And when I realized that, I realized that I was the reason for my home pain and suffering. Sure, I was not the reason for everything that was happening, but I 100% was the reason for why it happened. Because I didn't listen to my discernment. I didn't listen to myself. I didn't listen to God. I didn't listen to the universe. Instead, I thought I knew better. And my ego was in the front seat and it was driving us all the way to hell. I had to realize that I was responsible for where I was at. But most importantly, I realized I was 100% responsible for where I was going and that at any second, I could change that. In that hospital, I mentally rehearsed how my life was going to be when I got out. I pictured myself getting out of bed again, walking, feeding myself, showering myself, being with my daughter, doing things that made me happy. Within that hospital, I realized that we take so much for granted. I took for granted the fact that I get to walk out of my door every day and experience fresh air. Do you know how many people don't get to experience that? I was in that hospital and I was coming out. Do you know how many people don't do that? We take for granted having running water that doesn't have chemicals and poison in it. We take for granted that we have the ability to take a clean shower and warm water for however long we want. To turn the heat on, to light a candle, to go for a walk, to kiss our kids goodnight. We take for granted so much in our life because society has primed and conditioned us that the grass is always greener and that nothing is ever good enough. We see hustle culture from Instagram of people flexing their cars and flexing their jewelry and flexing their Mercedes Benz and million dollar homes, but are they really happy? If outside circumstances were the only things that made us happy, why the fuck are we all so miserable? The more that you realize that your internal state reflects your outer environment, the sooner that you'll realize that that's where change begins. I started to realize that my internal state was depressed. I wasn't happy. But why? Because I was living in a life that I no longer should be living in. I was telling myself the same story. From a young age, I've experienced a lot of trauma. My parents have gone through a divorce. I was molested as a kid. I've gone through moving, not knowing my identity, being extremely bullied, Lots of breaks up, breakups, mentally abusive relationships, narcissistic relationships. Having a near-death birth experience with my daughter, being a single mom with absolutely no help. My whole entire life has been of trauma. But what I realized is that I was telling myself the same story that kept me within that trauma, kept me literally embedded in it. My trauma had me wrapped around my finger. 
Anytime something bad would happen to me, I would tell myself, this is just the life that God wanted to give me and this is the life that I'm stuck in. And anytime anything good happened to me, I would tell myself, when's something bad going to happen? What I didn't realize is that I was telling myself the same victim story over and over again. In a story where I had a ton of characters, or could have had a ton of characters, the only character was me. And I was the victim and everything bad happened to me. Now, I'm not saying don't have grief for yourself. I'm not saying to not mourn the parts of you that should not have been in those situations. Your grief is valid. And however long you want to feel that grief is fine. But if you wake up every day and tell yourself that you're the victim, you're going to be the victim. If you wake up every day and tell yourself you're broke, you're going to be broke. If you wake up every day and tell yourself that you're not worthy, you're going to continue to believe that. Our thoughts don't happen by us alone. We're conditioned and primed by society and our upbringing and our environment when we're younger of who we are, what should we should wear, how we should talk and how we should be and how we should participate in this world that we call life. We're taught by our environment these things. Nobody wakes up and just thinks they're not good enough. Somebody tells them that and that rings true because you attach your thoughts to your beliefs and make them true. What if we change the narrative? What if we change the story? What if we tell ourselves we are good enough, we're beautiful, we have abundance, an overflowing of money whenever we need it, that we're good people, that we deserve good things, that we deserve a good life, and that we're happy? What if we told ourselves that? If you can believe all these negative things about yourself, you can sure as hell believe the positive things about yourself too. If you change the narrative and flip the script And with every negative thought you tell yourself, you replace it with the positive one. How do you think your life would change? If you can believe all these horrible things about yourself, what would happen if you changed the story? What would happen if you woke up every single day and told yourself something different? What would your life look like? What would you do? Where would you go? How would you feel? Would you read a book? Would you write affirmations? Would you meditate? Would you talk to God? If you can mentally picture yourself in a different life before you're physically there, it'll happen. Your brain doesn't know the difference between mentally thinking it's somewhere or versus physically knowing it's somewhere. And this is scientific and backed up by science. And that's why triggers are such a real thing. Because our body doesn't know what time or day it is. So when you were in your present life and you were triggered by something, you're triggered by something that's happened to you in your past, your body thinks it's physically there. So what if we change the narrative and we mentally rehearse ourselves being somewhere else, even if you're not there yet, even if all odds are fucking stacked against you, even if you're broke right now, living paycheck to paycheck, your bank account is negative five, your faith is in shambles. If you can mentally rehearse yourself somewhere different, I promise you the physical reality will catch up in due time. I promise you that because I'm literally living proof of it, okay? By changing the narrative and changing your story, taking yourself out of the character that you've been for however many years. So for me, I've been the same character for 27, 28 years, right? Make a new character. At any point, you can change your story. And trust me, I understand that there's validity in realizing that your past, you grieving it and not being that same person anymore is going to hurt. You quite literally have to kill the past version of yourself because he or she no longer serves you. 
And at one point, they needed to be relevant in your life. They protected you from what it was you were battling. But you're safe now to be who you are. You're safe to love life and be the person that you were born to be, but society conditioned you at a young age to think that you had to be everything but that. You're safe now to be the person you were always meant to be present day. But sometimes in order to do that, you have to let go of your past self because your past self is holding you back from everything that wants to come in to make your life amazing. You are allowed to enjoy life. You are allowed to love life. You are allowed to wake up every day and realize that there's a purpose for you being here. And I'm a firm believer that sometimes you must be primed and prepared before you are served. Things happen to us in life for character development. And when your purpose is greater, your path is harder. So if your path, like mine, has been anything but easy, and you've been dealt with not the best cards, but somehow everything seems to work out in the end, that's because you are exactly where you need to be. God places you in certain areas of your life so you can learn and grow, and then tell your stories to others in order to heal the masses. This is called turning your trial into your testimony. So where you're placed right now is exactly where you need to be. And if you serve your purpose in the garden of life you're currently in and learn how to change your thoughts and inner worlds, you can change your story. The minute you decide to do a script change and stop rewriting the same story expecting a different outcome, the day you begin to cross the bridge of healing. Like I said, you guys, insanity is literally the definition of doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome. And for so long, I kept doing the same things in life. I would get better, I would create new healthy habits, and then I'd go back to the lifestyle of partying and drinking and being around the same people, hearing the same stories. And the thing is, is like, if you want to change your life, you have to surround yourself with good people. If you want to change your life, your outcome of your life is going to be the reality of what you have around you, the people, the places, the things, the environment, and the habits. If all those five things are toxic, how can you expect life to get better? If all of those five things are beneficial, life will get better. It has no choice but to. And trust me, I understand that some of us are in conditions that we did not ask for. And there are conditions that we're in in life that we can't change right now. I get that. Trust me. I've been there before. But when you change your thoughts about them and you imagine yourself in this new reality that you will one day have, it will come to you. Dream as big as your heart desires. Anybody who is successful in life right now once had a dream that they made reality. But you have to have aim, okay? A goal without aim Think of a target board and you want to get the target right in the middle, right? So you have a goal. It's to get the target right in the middle, but you have no aim. So you shoot the arrow and it goes to the ceiling. That's just like life when you have goals, but no aim. You have to attach the aim to your goals with the reason as to why you want to attribute them. What I mean by that is say you have a goal to be financially successful. It's great to say that you want to be financially successful because you want a new BMW, but is that actually going to be one of your core beliefs in life? What I mean by that is for me, I want to be financially successful because one of my five core beliefs is family. By me being financially successful, it puts my family in a better state. So there's the goal. The goal is to be financially successful. The aim is it betters my family in my life. So when I shoot that arrow, it goes right to the bullseye. You get what I'm saying? You have to change your thoughts, yes, but you also have to have action back them up. 
I'm gonna tell you guys a freaking hilarious story to end this podcast episode and if my friend Christina's answering girl I'm so sorry because I still have not told you this story because I'm so afraid of how you're gonna react to it but here it is okay I one time needed to get a passport once upon a time Dakota wanted to go to Dominican Republic Dakota got told in February that she had to get her passport and she waited until two weeks before her trip in July to go get it. So what happened was that I needed a passport and it was during the time where like the passport agencies were super full, like you were not getting a passport anywhere under 12 weeks and I needed it quick girl, okay? So when I put my application in, I was told that I probably, the chances of me getting my passport were one in a million. And I was like, you don't know how God works, okay? Because I am God's favorite and I am blessed and highly favored at all times, period, point blank. So what happened was I went home and I started thinking of ways that I can get my passport faster. And you guys, when I freaking tell you, nobody was getting their passport. Like literally when I went to go onto Google to check my passport, um, time variation which basically means like when you're going to get it it wasn't even opened the agencies haven't even opened it so what i did was i reached out to the mayor and i asked for her help i asked for her help and i basically told her that i needed it for a certain thing i'm not going to say what it is but i was like i need it for this thing and she was like okay let's see what we can do and every day they would get in contact with me and say hey we're trying but we're not sure if we're going to be able to get your passport to you And every day I woke up, I told myself, I'm going. I don't know how I'm going to Dominican Republic, but I'm already going. I booked my tickets. I booked my flight and I'm going. And even all my friends were like, Dakota, you're not going. Like, there's no way you're getting your passport in time. And I was like, shh, like, I'm going. Like, there's, I put it out there and I was like, I'm going. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going. So every day they would contact me and say they needed like all this new information. I had to do all these steps and all of these things. And we're like two days out, you guys, from my trip. And when the passports come in, it takes a good like 14 days to get even to the post office. But I I just I don't know. I don't know what it was, but I had in my heart's desires that I was going. I didn't know how I was going. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew that I was going. So basically what they needed from me was... A wedding invitation. I basically told them that I was going to a wedding and that that is why I needed to get there. Now, was that the truth? No, but I was going hell or high water, okay? So they basically were like, okay, we need a wedding invitation. So I literally had to go on Shutterfly, had to conjure up a wedding invitation, conjure up the dates, conjure up the times. I had to like research beach locations near our hotel to make this look believable, send it to them. And I got my passport the morning before I was supposed to leave, you guys. 48 hours before I was supposed to leave, I got my fucking passport. Some people will call it luck. Some people will call it, you know, oh, you're just, you get everything. No matter, no. I call that having a desire and going the fuck after it, no matter what the case is. Same thing goes for your life, okay? If you have a desire and you have something within your capabilities that you want, you can have it. You have to think about how you want it. Yes, but you also have to execute a plan. And the same thing goes with changing your story. Picture who you want to be. Write down all of the things that this person would be and then figure out one by one how you can obtain those qualities, how you can obtain those things. You get what I'm saying? And you can and you will quite literally change your story. You can stop telling yourself that you're this person that you're not. And you can be who you actually are and who you've been the whole time, but it's been hidden and cloaked by fear. 
I really hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please do not forget to give it a rating. If you just go down below on your app, you can give it as many stars as you want and write something. It really helps push my podcast out there and it helps more people and it gets me in the algorithm more. So if you guys could please just literally take 60 seconds, rate it, um, say whatever you want. It doesn't matter to me and then submit it. It would mean the absolute world to me. If you want to follow me on my other platforms, I'm a YouTuber who tells story times. Um, the name is just Dakota Cross. I also create content on TikTok and Instagram. Those are all just Dakota Cross as well. If you'd like to book a one-on-one with me, I have my April books open. This is a whole session dedicated to you for an hour. It could be advice. It could be coaching. Um, if you want to start your own podcast or YouTube channel, I could help you out with that. Or if you just want advice and coaching on life or things in general, that's fine too. It is only $44 and it's a whole hour dedicated to you picking my brain, asking me questions. Nothing is off the table. So if you'd like to book that, um, just go to my website down below, or if you can't find it on there, just go to my Instagram. It's just Dakota Cross, um, or my Twitter, um, my YouTube, and you'll get my link tree link, which has all my links to literally everything, all my social medias, how to book a one-on-one with me, and you guys can do it through there. Thank you so much for your continuous support, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.